Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome into hour number two. If you missed hour number one, you missed some good stuff. But we got some more good stuff coming up. We're going to be talking to Randy Pocina with the RFRI, Recreational Fisheries Research Institute, about the Timos Tagged LA. Check it out at tagitla.com. It's a red snapper season-long rodeo that's uh, going to actually help acquire some uh, data to better manage our red snapper species. And it's a lot of fun, too. We'll tell you how to do it when he comes on with us. Also, we're going to have... Uh, Captain Ryan Lambert joined us, and we'll talk with him uh, about fly fishing for redfish. Got a few questions on that. Also, the uh, Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agency has a busy opening week of turkey season. Nineteen count of men and women for a variety of violations. That'll be our bad boys and bad girls of the outdoors. All right, getting to our text message, this one says, Good morning, Don. Have you ever taken a Saints football player on a fishing trip other than Hokey Gajon? Yeah, God, there's been a lot of them, actually. Um, Morton Anderson, we took Morton Anderson. I went with uh, Captain Stu Shear when we took him out. Um, if you remember, a lineman named Glenn Derby and a linebacker. I can't remember his first name. His last name, I think, was Sneed or Smeed. Uh, we took them on several tuna trips and also some dove hunts. Stan Brock was a regular. We did everything with Stan. Uh, he and Hokey were good buddies, and uh, we did fishing trips and mangrove snapper and did some duck hunts with him. A tight end, Hobie Brenner, if you remember him. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget Hobie, big old Hobie Brenner, running around that boat doing laps, trying to land that big Jack Crivelli caught on a, a real small a bass-type rig he brought out there. That was a lot of fun. Our quarterback, Jake DeLome, took him uh, on a deer hunt. Uh, uh, Brett Besh, who was a wide receiver, a local Louisiana guy, he came. And there was an, uh, a guy who was another wide receiver. Fastest white boy I ever saw. He he eventually went to the Oakland Raiders, and he did well there. Maybe somebody that's a Saints fan or historian can remember his name and text it to me at 504-260-187. And there were others. A lot of them just can't remember them, but it's, it's changed now. Uh, the newer regime of professional sportsmen really don't waste, I guess they would consider it wasting their time. Uh, going out and doing TV and radio shows, fishing and hunting, and just as many of them are just not into it as much as they used to be. Uh, so we got that. Uh, also, let me check out what we got here. Oh, the old colonel. I asked about comments on the airboat, and here's his comment. He's in Redwood, Mississippi, so he's involved in that where it's going to be legal to use them. He says it's a great year for pursuing the turkey buffet. <laughs> I am schooled on the airboats. Don't like them voice my concerns with the legislators will not allow them on my land i am old school 
We're moving towards more technology and less skill in deer hunting. Cannot disagree with you there, old colonel. He says, I don't allow crossbows either. Well, now, for physical reasons, I, you know, some people just need a crossbow, but he likes only the compound bows. So he's, he's right. He's old school. That's his opinion. Do you have an opinion? We'd love to hear it, 504-260-1870. Dixie George is checking in. They're getting ready to get some hogs over there at Dixie Ranch in Lacombe, the hunting camp, and make some double D sausage. Uh, the River Rat, uh, we told you, he's taking the big rig to Mobile. And let's see, what else do we Oh, Somebody wants to know about a lure for bass in a small pond. I will tell you this. There probably have been more bass, in no matter what kind of waters, caught on the plastic worm than anything else. That is the go-to bait for bass. However... For fun, I love to throw a frog on a small pond. In fact, I got a little pond in back of my place, and that little scum frog bouncing across the top. If you got some grass cover, when that bass explodes on it, ooh, that's exciting. That would be my choice. But if you really want to just catch them, put a plastic worm on there, rig it Texas style or weedless, and just drag it through there real slow, especially when the water's still cold and you'll catch you some bass in a pond. All right, coming back after this, they say he was born on the bayou, at least the song does. We'll check in with Captain Mike Gallo, get a fishing report from his area over there in the Lake Catherine, uh, Salt Bayou, Lake Bourne, Lake Pontchartrain, Biloxi Marsh. He fishes all those areas there. Not when the wind's blowing, though. We'll find out what he's been doing and what his plans are right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And the Born on the Bay report with Captain Mike Gallo of Angling Adventures of Louisiana is a presentation of CETO. And right now, it, you, it's the last day. If you go over last week, you might have heard me talking to Sammy Romano about Shag's annual tent sale and the VIP guide night. It wraps up today. They'll be open the store in Metairie. They're right next to Hooters on Veterans Boulevard. Uh, they're open from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. There will be CETO representatives there, and you can get the 14-month special. In other words, two months for the price of 12 months, but today is absolutely the last day. And, hey, while you're over there, they got some really good prices on the Matrix Shad, Daiwa, Shimano, H&H, Penn, uh, Bubba, Falcon, and a whole lot more stuff that uh, you won't get these prices on them at any time. That said, Shag's Tent Sale. Look for the tent. They open up at 9 a.m. this morning. They're on Veterans Highway right next to Hooters. Isn't that convenient, huh? 
All right, Mike Gallo joins us now. And, Captain Mike, uh, windy out there, man. What you been doing? What you got playing? Well, we've been hiding from the wind, that's for sure. Um, and that'll be our plan today. It's supposed to drop down a little bit between 8 and 11, 8 and 10, and we may slip out there. There's certainly not going to be very much clean water at all. Uh, we did the same sort of pattern yesterday. Lots of dirty water down towards the wall. There was some clean water and moving water, and we did catch a few fish. My Texas group is here in town, and you know they're very dedicated. Um, and they know the routine. If it's bad weather, you can't expect very good catches. But we did go out and catch enough for a fish fry, and that'll be our lunch today when we get back, and hopefully we catch enough to add to it. Uh, but it's going to be difficult. There's some beautiful shrimp at um, Wrigley's Marina, and we'll just fish those on a drop shot. Mike, might it be a, a good idea to try to find some of that clean water going up into the reaches like in the Pearl and Gohagans and some of those areas there? That seemed like that might be calmed down, particularly because there's been a lot of north in this wind, northeast, and looks like it's moving northwest today. Yes, it was It was mostly west yesterday, and um, we set up a group text on our phones, and we split, split out in three different directions. We got three boats going out this morning. And we'll all be communicating with one another to see who's catching or what they're not catching. And we just kind of do it as a team process. But, yes, we will have some boats go into um, Lakeshore Estates right here behind the lodge. And that'll be our, our first stop. I think one's going to head straight towards the wall like yesterday. And we'll just take it from there. Once you start getting some information on who's catching what where, you can hopefully put a pattern together with, you know, are the fish in shallower water, are they in deep water, are they where there's current, where there's no current, and you just try to eliminate dead water from there. Mike, uh, how long has it been since you uh, went to the North Biloxi Marsh here? It's been a while since you've been in the marsh, been able to get there, huh? Yeah, this early time of year when we have a lot of trout in the local area, we're mainly targeting trout i did have a trip i want to say three weeks ago where we went to the marsh and the water was pretty low it was restricting as to where we could go and we had a tough day i think we ended up with seven i think we had i think it was four redfish two bass and a trout and that was our day's take and we fished mostly spinner baits and uh texas rigged worms And where are you taking the guys today, the Texans? Oh, we're going to spread out and head to. One's going to go down by the wall. I'm going to go over in Lakeshore Estates. And the third one's getting his bait right now, so I haven't seen where he's planning on going. But he'll go somewhere different than where we are, the third captain. And like I said, we'll communicate and sort of try to put a pattern together. And maybe we'll all be sitting on one hole if we figure out where there's a decent bite going on. And are y'all looking for basically whatever bites today? Take reds, trout, sheephead, uh, bass, or you, these guys strictly? I know they love their redfish. They do love redfish, Don. They've been fishing with me since 1999, and they know the routine. When we have rough weather, we got to catch whatever will bite. So it'll probably be more trout. Uh, yesterday, our, our catch was mixed. We had more white trout than speckled trout, 
and probably between the third, the three boats, we may have had 40 fish total, and it was probably 60-40 white trout to speckled trout. There was a few redfish mixed in, a few black drum mixed in, and a couple of freshwater catfish. Nice little mix. Mike, if somebody wants to get you and book a trip, maybe stay there at the Spots and Dots Lakehouse Lodge. We we got a great uh, uh, listing on our website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Give them your website and phone number if somebody wants to get a hold of you. Very simple. My website is AAofLA.com, and you can reach me on the phone or send me a text at 985-781-7811. Very good, Mike, and we'll be looking for your recipe next week when you come on with us. Oh, yeah, that'll be good. That's a quick, easy recipe that uh, everyone seems to enjoy. Yes, it definitely is. Thanks again, Mike, and good luck on the trip today. All right, Don, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Captain Mike Gallo, uh, born in the bayou. All right, we come back after this. It's time to get a recipe from one of our fishing guides. Uh, Captain Eric Mohabarak has got one that really will make you hungry. Plus, he's got information on where you can pick up some fish if you like to paddle for them with a kayak, canoe, pirog. It's our Paddler's Report, and it's up next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And the Paddler's Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters in Mid-City, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington. They don't only sell the best kayak fishing models like Hobie and Jackson Kayak and Native Craft. They do a lot for the industry. They provide those demo days where you can get out and actually try one. And at the recent Big Bass Rodeo in City Park in New Orleans, they actually offered free rentals for people who participated. They do a lot for the sport of paddle fishing and Oh, go there and visit them or check out their website. Their website's MasseyOutfitters.com. You can also check them out on Facebook. One of our reporters doing this segment is Eric Mohabarak. And uh, from a listener request from the audience, he wanted us to get a recipe from all of our field reporters. And, boy, I tell you what, Eric, you got one that just makes me hungry. It's probably a really good slant on the on the uh, charbroiled oysters. Tell us about your grilled oysters on the half shell. Yeah, Don, and it's a real easy recipe. You know, it's only got four ingredients. Oysters, uh, one cup of blue plate mayonnaise, uh, one tablespoon of dried dill, and uh, six slices of aged baby Swiss. It's real easy. Just like you grill oysters, you take your, uh, your, your dill and your mayo, you combine it, leave it rest for 30 minutes to combine all the flavors, and then you take a teaspoon, uh, just about a teaspoon, maybe a little bit less, and put it on each oyster. And this is for like a dozen oysters. Uh, and then you lay a half a slice of that baby Swiss on top of it and throw them on a the grill, just like you'd grill regular oysters on a high heat and, and cook it till the cheese is thoroughly melt, uh, melted. And, uh, Don, it's really a rich dish to eat. I suggest maybe preparing three to four for, for most people, you know, 
it's, it's just a really rich dish. It's really good. It's really easy to do, and uh, it, it's a it's a fan favorite. Let's just say our fat boy favorite in my case. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a yeah. cup of man, uh, mayo. You like the blue plate. Dried dill at one tablespoon, Mm -hmm. mix that together, let it sit for a while, and then cut up six slices of some aged baby Swiss. Put all that on top of the oyster in the shell and then grill it at 400 degrees until that cheese melts. Boy, I could eat that for breakfast. (laughs) Really good. That sounds great. Well, let's talk a little bit about fishing. Paddling for fishing in the wind. What are you going to do? Uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to stay home today. But uh, if you got to get out there, be aware of your surroundings. Keep an eye on the tide. Don't go in shallow ponds where the water's going to run out and you can get stuck like some people learned in the last tournament. But, uh, you know, I, I would stay in the deeper canals, fish the cuts, uh, stay closer to the levee systems or, or, or you know, Highway 1 on the opposite side of the wind, you know, on the, on the lee side of, of, the, of the, the, the wind breaks and stuff like that. I would definitely bring some uh, shrimp with me to tip my jigs or some live bait, cockahoe minnows, uh, preferably if you can because they last longer. Uh, the water will be muddy. If you can find clear water, you should be able to find fish. Uh, and if nothing else, you can always get around a rock pile or something this time of year and uh, pick up on some sheephead. People have been doing excellent with the sheephead in, in areas uh, uh, on the east side, the west side, and uh, out west also. So that's my suggestion for, for, for fishing in the wind. Eric, how do you rig up for sheephead? What what uh, line do you use, uh, hook, and what bait? How do I rig up? I kind of rig up a little bit different than a lot of people. Unless I'm fishing really, really deep, I'm going to use a sliding cork, um, uh, you know, which is uh, it's got a little string, and, and you, you pull it tight on the line. You can adjust your, 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 your measurements. But I use a very small um, it's it's actually like a tuna hook, um, and it's made by Ona. It's a very thick Ona Ona hooks. It's it's a very thick, small hook, like a number one short shank. And I'll use baby crabs as my favorite, or fiddler crabs, preferably baby blue crabs is my, my favorite. But this time of year, you can use the shrimp. You know, uh, the, the reason for the crabs is because it usually keeps the hardhead catfish off. And I adjust my 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 depth with a split shot to to where I want to where considering on where I'm fishing. Now you can fish up to eight ten feet with that or deeper, but. Usually, if it's deep that deep, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the bottom with like a drop shot rig or something like that. Um, and if you're fishing heavy heavy uh, a cover, you know, such as oyster reefs or, or big rock piles or something, you're gonna get tangled up a lot. I'll use a three way swivel, and you like I use twenty pound test, so I would tie that on a on a top swivel, tie my 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 bait line off on the side swivel. Then I'd use like eight 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 to ten pound test on the on the lead line where I could uh, pop the line off the bottom if I needed to. So that, yeah, that's kind of my technique on what I do. Uh, yeah, it's really you do good need for, like, a, Seabrook area. Right. You'd really need a good stiff hook because I bet there's been more hooks bent pulling them out of sheephead teeth and mouth than anything else, other fish. they got a, a yeah. set of choppers on them, I'll tell you that. Yes, they do. They can crush a hook for sure, you know. And that little bitty hook is a real good hook. I mean, you can you catch big redfish on it and everything else. You'd be surprised what you catch on that little bitty, bitty, bitty hook like that. You and know, that's a Kona. Well. It's, you uh, said it's made by uh, uh, Hona. Yeah, Hona, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it, any short, 
thick shanked hook. It's it's a tuna hook is what it is actually. It's what they, they use it for. It's a very small, small hook though. Very good. Eric, if somebody wants to take a trip with you and learn how to kayak fish and pick up on all the experience that you've got and you can pass along to them, tell them how to get a hold of you. Besides my website, we got you there, but your website or your Facebook page and your phone number. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, Dan, I posted that uh, recipe on my Facebook page, too. They can look that up. Great, great. the Louisiana Kayak Company, Facebook, Instagram, uh, or just give me a call, 504-313-8292. we got to come up with a name for that, maybe Fat Boy's Oysters. How about that? You like that name? <laughs> Fat Boy's Oysters, I like that name. <laughs> there it <laughs> is. A lot of people, I know Lafayette Diak is going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Captain Merrick, we'll see you next time, buddy. Thank you for the report. Right, Thanks John, for that great good, recipe. Buddy. Yes, sir. Check yeah. out his website, his Facebook page, L.A. Kayak Company, and Get a hold of the fat boy oysters. All right, coming back after this, yeah, we're going to tell you about them. 19 of them, bad boys and girls of the outdoors. Uh, well, turkey season, they just didn't want to play by the rules. We'll tell you their stories right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Hey, everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, I have a request to remind you listeners that our charter guides, especially those offshore, have been struggling this year, this spring, with the weather and the fuel prices where they are. Most have not been offshore in two weeks, and it's been a real challenging year. So remember to rebook all your canceled trip and book the ones in the future, because guess what? With all that relaxation, the fish are going to be on. All right, also, um, well, let's see. we got some more text messages coming in. This one says, uh, Oh, so it's been a year since you lost your voice. Yeah, it has. And it took me about three months to find it. And, you know, I've I've been dealing with that. It was vocal cord paresis. And I am convinced, although some people, many people deny it and don't want to hear about it, that the uh, vaccine, when I got the vaccine shortly after that is when it developed. And I always did think it was a reaction to that. And that was confirmed when I found on the World Health Organization's website that a 28-year-old woman got vocal cord paresis three days after her injection with the Moderna vaccine. So that's another story for another day, but uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I'm glad I got it back, and hopefully I won't lose it again. All right, we also have, uh, let's see, somebody sent me a, a, a website address for one of those airbows. I really don't have time to look it up now, but I will. And we've got our friend in Mobile, David Hubble, says, Eric recipe sounds interesting and delicious. Does it ever? He hope he has some pictures on the Facebook recipe. By the way, he saw the ball boss at Rouse's in Mobile the last few weeks. Yeah, they're getting all over the place. Great little product. All right, we come back from this station identification pause. Speaking of turkeys, they're probably gobbling right about this time. And where am I? I'm here. But my time is coming. If I don't get a Louisiana bird, that's okay. Because after the Easter holiday, I guess where I'm headed. Rush Creek Outfitters, Sweetwater, Oklahoma. They got properties in Texas and Oklahoma. And I'm headed up there to hunt some of those Rio Grande turkeys. With a good friend, Janice Lamont, she'll be looking to kill her first turkey. And we'll have all that story for you. All right. 
When we come back, another turkey hunting story. 19 people in Louisiana sighted during the opening weekend. Their story's next, right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, 19 people were cited during the opening weekend of this turkey season for range violations that included some or all of the following. Hunting turkeys over bait, that was common. Hunting with an unplugged gun or a rifle. Failing to comply with turkey tagging regs. Failing to possess non-resident or resident basic big game. And turkey hunting licenses were... 43-year-old Jonathan Dees of Albany, 75-year-old Darrell L. Arnold of Alexandria, 26-year-old Christopher W. Carmack and 63-year-old Mark R. Wallace, both of DeRitter, 66-year-old Dennis Bayard of Baton Rouge, 74-year-old Galen L. Collins, and 60-year-old Sherry S. Collins of Gilbert, 67-year-old Randy A. Smith of Bossier City, 27-year-old Landon Turner and 42-year-old Alan P. Sagely, both of Jackson, Louisiana. 58-year-old Glenn Berthelot of Port Allen. 30-year-old Lauren Berthelot of Clinton. 53-year-old Shannon Lanier of Kentwood. 64-year-old Ronald Schroeder of Watertown, Wisconsin. 30-year Jonathan Schroeder of Sullivan, Wisconsin. 41-year-old Justin M. Johnson of Westlake. Justin L. Lester of Homer. And the most egregious case this week for illegal possession of a stolen gun, illegal possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, hunting with an unplugged shotgun, not having basic big game and turkey licenses, failing to comply with turkey tagging, and not abiding by commission rules and regs in Tangipahoe Parish, if convicted, facing fines of up to $6,000 and up to 20 years in jail, is 28-year-old Christopher Duncan of Kentwood, Louisiana, our baddest of this week's bad boys and girls of the outdoors. Yeah, here's a, yeah I agree with you. So I got to text damn Don some old guys today. <laughs> yeah, the old guys are out there at it. And, uh, you know, his one says it extra uh, pees me off when idiots abuse fragile, thin, recovering species like Louisiana turkey. What do you gain? Meat. Turkey's 20 cents a pound at the store. Yeah, I got to agree with you. But, uh, you know, I think it's more than just the meat. It's the, uh, I don't know, they want the bragging rights and they want to make it easy. But I tell you, it's so much rewarding when you do it the right way. And, look, these are the people that are caught. How many of you think did all this kind of stuff and were never caught? We don't have that many agents to to make all these cases. And it, it takes a little bit of effort to make a baiting case in particular. Anyway, our bad boys and bad girls of the outdoors. All right, I got another comment on the airbow. Uh, let's see what this one. Uh, so, oh, it's from my friend the Irish Coonass. He says, "When it comes to primitive weapons, I'll stick with my 50 caliber black powder rifle. I got one too, Irish, and uh, I like it and enjoy it. And I wouldn't use an airbow. I mean, I'm either going to go bow or I'm going to go gun. You know. Now, if they if they allow that during the the archery season." Uh, that's a whole different game. But right now, it's only going to be on private land, and it's only doing primitive weapon season. An airboat. Check it out. All right, we come back after this. We're going to talk to Captain Ryan Lambert. Big bass and man's getting into some saltwater fly fishing. We're going to compare notes with a guy who really knows saltwater fly fishing and find out what he thinks about the best bait for catching redfish on that fly line. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 
And that would be the theme music for one Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. And, uh, Ryan, let's start off with a question from a listener. Uh, the Bassin Man is what he goes by. He says he's just starting to get into saltwater fishing with a fly rod. He's got an eight weight, and he wants to use what's the best lure for putting it out there for a redfish. Um, you know, I like the little crab spoon or those little light shrimp, but I, I, I think you'll agree with me that the most important part of catching a redfish on a fly is not the lure that you're using because the redfish, he's an equal opportunity eater. It's where you place it, and I kind of learned that from you. What, what do you say about choice of a bait for a redfish? Well, it really is. I don't like to throw a spoon. All the, They're very, very effective. It's just not a fly. <laughs> It's, uh, <laughs> well, it is or it isn't. Either way you look. Yeah, at it. <laughs> you know, to the to the purest fly fisherman, which which I'm not, but I just uh-huh. I just don't like the way it flutters in the air. But um, you, you know, it, it just depends on what the fish are doing too. If they're on top, I will throw a popper. You know, if they're kind of floating around. But if not, if they're in two and three foot of water, you want to get down fast, so you have to have something with some heavier eyes. So. You know, it's it's just like uh, when you spin fishing them. You know, it just depends on the disposition of the redfish. They'll eat about anything. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a streamer or a crab pattern or a rattle rouser or a popper. They're going to eat it. Just have to see what disposition the fish are in and then, then match that or see what they're eating. If it's a crab, I like, you know, a, a little yarn crab pattern. Or, or if in the wintertime when those little bitty shrimp are in the mud, they pop them up and eat them, I'll go to shrimp pattern. You know, it just, you just it's, it always varies. When you spot, and sight fishing is a big part of redfish, it's very important. Oh, because yeah. When you fish in blind, it's really tough. Where do you try to place the fly when you see a redfish, when he's stationary and if he's moving? Well, I always go two by two. I go two foot on the other side of him and two foot in front of him, and that gives you time to strip and get ready for him. If he's if he's moving kind of fast, I'll throw way out there five foot in front of him, and I will bring the fly right to where he's going to pass. When he gets to him, if you give it a nice nice strip right there, and then he thinks he jumped something out the mud, and bang, he's going to grab it instantly because it's natural. But, you know, a lot of people don't lead them enough when, they, when they're moving fast, and they're casting at the tail by the time they get to stripping to it, you know. So, you know, if they're moving slow, two by two, two foot in front and two foot on the other side of him, and then bring it to him. You don't want to hit the, the fly right in front of him. You know, sometimes they'll eat it, sometimes they'll spook from it. But if you put it on the other side, it slips real slow towards him. It's good. You strip real fast, he thinks he's getting attacked, so he'll take off again. So a lot goes into it, but once you get it, it's a great sport. I mean, really fun. There's nothing like a redfish stripping your reel and spinning it and that line ripping through the water. Well, how's the fishing been down there? You're dealing with the wind like everybody else, huh? It's, it was great, and then those west winds came and took my water away. Everybody <laughs> run the ground yesterday. There was no water. I mean, it just blew it out. Anytime you get west winds, a velocity like that, you know, and a low tide in the morning, it's 6 o'clock in the morning, 5-something low tide. So it ruined our trout bite, but, you know, it's over. It's nice and calm this morning right here where I'm sitting. I'm sure it's going to blow a bit, and then it's going to switch to the south and get away from that west. So it'll be, you know, the east side should be clear, but we're still dealing with a low tide in the morning. So I imagine the fish will start biting around 10, 11, pretty decent. And, uh, when, you know, once the water comes back up, it doesn't take but a couple of tides to, to fix that water. So hopefully Monday it'll be good. But I've been an appliance repair man this week anyhow, so I ain't been in the boat. 
The three oh, air conditions, uh, three air conditions, two washing machines, a dryer, and two toilets, and a hot water heater. How's that for wow. a couple of days? Wow! <laughs> You're not exactly the Maytag repairman. You got a lot going uh, on. I am now, dude. I can't fix just about <laughs> anything these days. Wow! How long we how long we've been doing? When when that music came on, I said, "Wonder how long I've been listening to that music on Saturday morning." Oh God, it's a been, long time. Well, I've been doing the show. This is my 33rd year. And uh, wow. you got to be on and doing TV 20, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's more than that, buddy. Maybe it's, so. it's long. It's yeah, long. Yeah, I think but, when uh, we started, I think I was 12 and you were 14, or was it the other <laughs> way around? <laughs> well, I tell you what, the, uh, the Dagum Trout came in about two, two and a half weeks ago and the shrimp poured in and, and he got really, really good. And I imagine it's not over yet. The river's at 11.7. They were talking about it going down to five. Now they're talking about eight. Come June, it'll be eight foot. So we don't get too many more big, big rains. If it stays in that range, yeah. we'll have a good spring. I think we'll have well, a good spring no matter what. I think you're right. Well, we'll tell them to call you. Give them that phone number. That's the best way to get you, I found. Just oh, yeah, it's 504 yeah, five zero four five five nine five one one one, and you know we can help you out with anything. We're booking up pretty hard, though. All right, my friend, sounds good. We will catch up with you again next week, like we do every week. All right, buddy. We'll see you then. Yes, sir. Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. All right, we come back after this. You may recognize this name, Randy Parsina. He's an ex-wildlife and fisheries employee, very instrumental in getting the Lock Creel program going, and now he's with the Recreational Fisheries Research Institute, and he's also the director of an upcoming Snapper Rodeo. Season's been set. They call it the Timo's Taggett L.A. Rodeo. He'll be back to explain it to you right after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Around South Louisiana, when the name Timo Clavery is mentioned, you think of a big man and a man who did a lot of big things. And as far as fishery conservation with CCA, establishing the redfish limits, save our specs, and there's a rodeo named in his honor called the Timo's Taggett Louisiana Fishing Rodeo for Red Snapper. And Randy Pacina, also another familiar name among Louisiana fishermen, joins us to talk about it. Randy, tell us about this tournament that anyone who has a Louisiana basic and fishing and saltwater license and an ROLP permit can participate in Louisiana coming up. Well, Don, it's a long story, but I can wrap it up pretty fast. Um, it's just like the, the the commercial advertisements you've been running for the rodeo. If you like red snapper management, you like the state's control of red snapper, you like the state being able to extend the season or change um, the creel or the bag limit from two to three fish like they did this year. Um, that was all set up from fisheries pioneer Timo Clavery way back in the day at the Gulf Fisheries Management Council, and it's stuff that, as when I was the head of fisheries for the state, we, we, we fought, fought really hard for that, and we got it, and it's here, and, and the anglers are reaping the benefits of that, particularly with Red Snapper. And people forget that, you know, management for Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana only went out three miles, and we also got it pushed out nine miles. So this rodeo, it accomplishes three things. It accomplishes one, a fun rodeo and an innovative rodeo where the whole entire rodeo is done on your phone. You're taking pictures and sending it, and we're, we're able to identify the species with the app, on, the app on our phone. 
Let me back up and say, you download the app for the rodeo, you register for the rodeo, and then you just go fishing. Every time you catch a fish, you take a picture of it. The, the app will ID the fish, measure the fish, send us the data, grab all their environmental data, and it continues a lot of the research and a lot of the data collecting that we did way back in the day to get us to this point of state management of Red Snapper. Um, so it's, you know, it's fun for the angler. It's using the latest technology. It's going to allow us to move forward. And if you're familiar with the great snapper, the great red snapper uh, fish count that happened scientifically back a few years ago, it continues all that research. It continues to get us real-time data, and that's the most important part. The faster we can get the data in from the anglers, the faster we can manipulate the in-season quotas and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, moral of the story is this. It's fun. It, it, it's taking fisheries management out of filling out a piece of paper and turning it in and just doing it, you know, using the great technologies and letting us move forward. Absolutely. The technology is phenomenal, and the better information you have, the better management you can do. Where does someone sign up? Tag it, LA.com, I'm sure, and how much does it cost to participate? Well, we got to charge a little bit because it costs money to get all this technology done. So I'd love to be able to do it free. So, but we decided just to make it thirty-five dollars. We felt that was reasonable. And again, I, I don't think the I don't think the the um the process is is you know really getting out there as much as we're putting it. The whole entire rodeo is done on your phone. You go to tagitlouisiana.com. Register for the rodeo. Download the app. The app's not ready yet, but it will be ready before the rodeo. Right now, we have anglers out testing it for us, beta testing it, and we'll, you know, work out all the kinks so it'll be good and ready to go. And um, once you download the app, you're ready to go. And, again, everything's handled on the computer. When you go out fishing, you take a picture of that fish, it's coming straight it's coming straight to me. <laughs> and and people think too, I gotta say this because I know it's easy for me to understand all this, but it's you're not taking a picture, you're taking a picture through the app and then it's captured and all the data is captured and then sent to our databases and then we get it from there. And think about this. There's no weigh stations because we can extrapolate the weight. There's no, you know, meetings and all that sort of stuff. You just go to tag at Louisiana.com, register, download the app, and you're ready to go. And then when the prizes come our partners, West Marine, AFCO, Shimano, they're giving us e-coupons, and so the prizes will be sent out by email. So the whole entire rodeo is on your phone and virtual. We'll keep reminding people about it, and we'll get you back on to, to track its progress as we get into it. It's a great program, and I'm really encouraging people to sign up. Tag it, LA.com. Randy, thanks for doing it, and thanks for joining us and all you do for the fisheries. Thank you. Randy Pacino, RFRI. Again, it's tagitla.com. All right, uh, yeah, he's singing Reed Alleman. That's time for me to get on out of here, but I'll be back again next week, 5 to 7 a.m. Tune us in on whatever station you happen to be listening to us and help uh, get our mornings and our weekends kicked off into the great outdoors. Thanks again for listening. See you next week. Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.